0: Opioid Use Disorder, or OUD, is currently a major healthcare concern that results in increased hospitalizations, overdose, death, psychosocial issues, and healthcare costs. This has also led to an increase in OUD in pregnant women. Now, the cornerstone of medical treatment for this condition is medication-assisted treatment, known as MAT. Three primary medications, methadone, buprenorphine, and naltrexone, are recommended for MAT by the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Service Administration. However, a recent publication involving the Society of Maternal-Fetal Medicine and the American College of OBGYN, along with the American Society of Addiction Medicine, stated that substance use disorders in pregnancy should not be treated with naltrexone because of limited information. Once again, a recent publication by the SMFM, ACOG, and the American Society of Addiction Medicine stated that naltrexone should not be used as MAT because of insufficient data. However, data moves real fast. And in the January 2020 edition of the American Journal of OBGYN, Authors have now contributed to this very necessary body of evidence. So, in this session, we're going to cover the use of naltrexone, also known as Vivitrol, for the care of opioid use disorder during pregnancy. Methadone and buprenorphine are opioid agonist medications that continue opioid drug dependence but if used correctly, they help prevent cravings for illicit opioid drugs. Naltrexone, however, is an opioid antagonist drug that can also prevent cravings but does not produce dependence. Methadone has been the mainstay of treatment of opioid use disorder in pregnancy for many years. However, buprenorphine recently has been added as an alternative treatment option. Naltrexone, however, has not been examined extensively in the OB population because it requires full detoxification before it can be used, so that is the first clinical pearl. Naltrexone is similar to naloxone, but differs by the replacement of an allele group on the naloxone molecule. This change results in a longer duration of action for naltrexone. Naloxone and naltrexone are classified by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration as Category C in the traditional ABCX designation. If full detoxification is chosen and it's successful, patients can then be offered naltrexone as a continued form of MAT to maintain sobriety, decrease opioid cravings, and decrease the risk for relapse. In January of 2020, in the American Journal of Obstetrics and Gynecology, Craig Towers et al. published their prospective observational cohort study aimed to compare those patients who chose opioid antagonist naltrexone during pregnancy with those who continued opioid agonist pharmacotherapy, or traditional MAT. Remember, patients need full detoxification before this medication can be given. The naltrexone protocol requires a patient to be opioid drug-free for at least 7 days with 2 negative drug screens. Once this is accomplished, a daily 50 milligram oral dose is used that is adjusted near delivery. For pregnancies at greater than 24 weeks of gestation, patients have continuous fetal heart rate monitoring for 60 minutes minimum while the initial dose is administered. And this is in order to detect any potential fetal withdrawal where the baby may still have some metabolite of opioid use despite the fact that the mother has been opioid-free for 7 days. For those patients who are less than 24 weeks of gestation, The fetal heart rate is evaluated by Doppler or ultrasound imaging before the initial dose and then 30 minutes after the dose and again at 60 minutes. All patients were contacted by phone 3-4 to days after naltrexone initiation and were scheduled to return for follow-up in a week. All patients in the designated obstetrics OUD clinic had biophysical profiles performed every other week from 28 until 32 weeks, and then after 32 weeks, they occurred weekly until delivery. All patients had urine drug screening performed during prenatal care and at delivery in both the traditional MAT cohort and the naltrexone group. All right, when we come back, let's take a look at the results and the final conclusions and comments about naltrexone use in pregnancy. There were 363 patients treated in the dedicated OB-OUD clinic during the study period. Now, of these, 29 patients never engaged in the MAT program. After final inclusions and exclusions, the study population consisted of 109 patients in the traditional buprenorphine or methadone group compared with 121 patients in the naltrexone group. The gestational age range at delivery for the naltrexone group was anywhere from 29 to 40 weeks, and for the traditional MAT group, it was 27 to 41 weeks. In the naltrexone group, 14 of 121 patients, which is about 12%, had a positive toxicology screen for an opioid drug once that they were drug-free. Now, this was not different from the 16 of the 109 patients, which was about 14%, with a positive opioid toxicology screen that was inconsistent with the prescribed traditional MAT drug. No neonates were treated for signs of neonatal abstinence syndrome in those patients who received naltrexone all the way until delivery. What about first trimester exposure? Well, there were 23 first trimester exposures to naltrexone, which is about 19% of the group. 11 women were receiving naltrexone at conception, and 12 women started the medication in the first trimester. No fetal anomalies occurred. No spontaneous abortions or intrauterine fetal growth occurred in either group. For neonatal outcomes, there was no difference in mean birth weight or birth weight less than the 10th percentile between the groups. Also, the neonatal abstinence syndrome rate was significantly lower in the naltrexone group at about 8% than it was in the traditional group where it was about 75%, which of course makes sense based on the pharmacotherapy of these two different medications. All right, now that we've laid down those results, let's come back and wrap up the podcast with the author's closing conclusions. The study presented here represents the first prospective study and the largest to date on naltrexone use in pregnancy. When compared with traditional opioid agonist therapy, obstetric outcomes were actually similar. As expected, the rate of newborn infants who were treated for neonatal abstinence was significantly lower in the naltrexone group compared with the traditional. Naltrexone does cross the placenta. Maternal-fetal levels are concordant. It clears quickly from the maternal bloodstream, and it is well-tolerated by both mother and the fetus. Because naltrexone enters a fetal circulation, a concern could be that provoking fetal withdrawal in utero This could occur if the chronic effects of opioid drug exposure linger in the fetus beyond the 7-day opioid drug-free period in the mother. However, no changes were noted in the fetal heart rate monitoring in the 64 patients who began naltrexone therapy at greater than 24 weeks. So remember, for those patients who do detox and then desire naltrexone and are over 24 weeks gestation, it is wise to place the patient on continuous monitoring to make sure no fetal distress occurs. Regarding teratogenicity, for a drug to be implicated, of course, fetal exposure during organogenesis must occur. Of 40 first-trimester naltrexone exposures, 23 from this study, and 17 from an Australian study, no newborn anomalies were identified at delivery. Now, in that more recent Australian study, there was a reported anomaly rate of 8 in 100 births that were exposed to naltrexone. However, the gestational age of naltrexone onset and exposure were not provided. Now, in that same study, the reported rate for birth anomalies with methadone and buprenorphine were 10 in 100 and 5 in 100 respectfully, so it's not much of a difference when you take a look at the data for naltrexone. Common side effects that were reported with the use of naltrexone that were seen at greater than 10% of cases included nausea, headache, nervousness, and difficulty sleeping. Alright, we have summarized a new January 2020 prospective study from Craig Towers et al. on the use of naltrexone in treating opioid use disorder in pregnancy. This data demonstrates that the use of naltrexone might be a viable option for the treatment of OUD in pregnancy. The drug crosses the placenta and maternal fetal levels are concordant. However, it clears quickly from the maternal circulation. This rapid clearance of naltrexone needs to be addressed with these patients who must be aware that maternal relapse can occur in a short time period if they discontinue the oral medication without notifying their healthcare providers. Alright, that brings us to a wrap. Thanks for being part of our podcast family and we'll see you next time on another episode of Clinical Pearls.